and Carrie, the show where we don't just report on fringe science, spirituality, and claims of the paranormal, but take part ourselves. Yep, when they make the claims, we show up so you don't have to. I'm Carrie Poppy. I'm Ross Blotcher. And we're back for more Wim Hof. Wim Hoffery, is that what you called it? That's what I call it. It's a good name. Yeah. 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 But before we do all of that, we are in the middle of Max Fun Drive. Yes. Or I guess I should say we're in the latter half of We're Max in the, Fun Drive. the third, fourth. The latter days. Mm-hmm. So join us. Max Fun Drive is usually also when we release our bonus content for the year. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So maybe you want to hear us watch Midsommar alongside you. I don't recommend it if it's the first time you've watched Midsommar. <laughs> yeah, you might want to actually watch that film first. Warning, it's scary if you have fear of frightening films. Yeah, it's scary. Is- There's a lot of things that probably people will find upsetting. You know what? Actually, maybe, maybe if you're worried that it will be upsetting, but you think, eh, I think I can still take it, it might be a good way to watch it because you get to hear Ross saying things like, oh, no, <laughs> which is, you know, kind of calming. Okay, well, good. Is she dead? Oh, yeah. no. <laughs> <laughs> I get very nervous going into scary films. And then afterwards, I'm always like, well, that wasn't so bad. Ah, uh, sure. It's just like getting in cold water. When you think about it. Whoa. Segway, but too soon. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Well, going back to our <laughs> bonus content, you can also listen to Carrie and Jordan Morris do a commentary for Cars. True. Ca- yes. almost said Cars too, but no, it's Cars. But it's a common carry. Ah, very good. Well, that's how it's listed on the site. Oh, I probably named it. <laughs> yeah, I take... <laughs> yeah. Very good, Carrie. Thank you. <laughs> We've also got some bonus episodes, like when we did Miracle Fruit. Oh, gosh, yeah. Okay, that's a fruit that makes things taste different than they usually taste. Yeah, and then we eat Tabasco and lemons and all kinds of things. Yeah, we didn't feel so good at the end. It was a, a live show. Uh, In a living room. Of one of our very awesome Max Fun listeners. And... My Hi, Maya. We've got a mailbag episode. We've got a Disney album that we oh, sing yes. a cappella. From memory. Yeah. It's just a bunch it's of songs. Every bit as good as you would think from that description. <laughs> <laughs> but People we, were very kind about it. Though. We had fun. They were. Thank you for that. The notorious firewalking episode. Right. Yeah. A big turning point in your life. Some extra interviews that you can't hear unless you listen to them in the bonus content. There's all mm-hmm. kinds of great stuff in there. All of that for a mere $5 a month Ugh. support for our show. All worth it, I say. So you can become a member easily at MaximumFun.org forward slash join. Choose an amount that fits with your monthly budget. Maybe that's five bucks a month. Maybe it's 10. Maybe it's 20. I don't know. I don't know your life. But it goes all the way up to 200, 100. But if you want to give us $5,000 a month, we'll take it. We'll figure it out. We'll find you a way. But whatever level you choose, your support combined with other Max Fund members' support, just like you, that enables us to keep making the show. You're right. It goes up to $200. Okay, there you go. But listen, if you want to give 5000 a month, email us. We'll figure it out. Whoa. See, now doesn't $20 a month sound like nothing? Mm, I see what you did there. Okay, yeah. You're not supposed to actually say it out loud, but <laughs> <laughs> but I did it. It's like the placebo effect. You can say you're doing it and it's still effective. It, it still works? I don't okay, know. good. I don't know if that's true. If you want to give us $30,000 a month, we'll figure <laughs> it out. We'll find a way. 
Just kidding. Do you have five? <laughs> That's MaximumFun.org slash join to sign up and see all the cool gifts available. And thanks for your support. <laughs> Aww. Aww. This is how Golly feels if you don't become a member. Yeah, don't do that to Golly. She doesn't want to get off the table. Guys. She wants to be on the podcast. New development. For nine years, we've been trying to keep dog sounds off the podcast. And now we got to keep cat sounds off, too. The struggle is new, and mm -hmm. it's real. Mm -hmm. <laughs> All right. So, last time we left you on a whiff hanger. Uh-huh. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's the best I can do. Because we were about to start our breathing exercises with Michael Christophero, our workshop instructor, and if you haven't heard us talking about Wim Hof and his method, that's right, Wim Hof is a person, you might want to go back and listen to the first two episodes. All right, so we're in our CrossFit gym. We've learned the basics. Michael's taught us everything, but now it's time to put this into practice and to use those yoga mats that we brought in. Ah, yes, the yoga mats that we brought with us. That's because right. Because we were prepared. We sure were. So yeah, he's been telling us a little bit about how this is going to work. But yeah, time to actually start getting comfortable and, and lay down. Yeah, we talked about how this breathing is going to be kind of like rapidly in mm -hmm. and then not fully out, but then rapidly and fully in. Mm -hmm. <sighs> it's like very intentional breath in, lazy breath out. Right, exactly. So the idea is to build up a store of oxygen and to drive your CO2 levels very low. Which we know from experience can make you high. Right. This felt so similar to holotropic breath work. Mm -hmm. And breath of life arrhythmia. Right. And I'd say the only difference is the duration and kind of the pacing. I feel like the actual structure of the breathing is slightly different in each of these, mm -hmm. but it might be a little bit of the same effect repackaged, and I think the holotropic breathing people have taken it to an 11. Right, and yeah. occasionally you'll see someone in a Wim Hof forum or writing about it talk about getting visions mm -hmm. or hallucinating. It's Believable. A, yeah, so that certainly can happen. But yeah, again, the idea is we are breathing into our bellies. And then there's kind of this wave. So you fill that chamber. You think of it as chamber number one. And then it goes into chamber number two, which is the chest. And then he'll even mention belly, chest, head. And the idea is that you visualize it. It's going back even into the head, as he hastens to say. Obviously, there's no air pathway directly to the head. But that mental image helps you to kind of... Well, why are you holding your breath? I'm waiting for the next direction. Okay. Uh, exhale. <laughs> inhale Dude, am I going to need to do this for the whole podcast <laughs> no I'm just waiting just, for, I was just doing it as you said it just to keep my co-host alive <laughs> rely on the autonomic nerve system Carrie yeah. another thing that he points out in all this is that as you're lowering the CO2 which is acidic and raising the oxygen you are becoming more alkaline and right goodness does Wim Hof mention that a lot and we're alkalizing the blood you're yeah. getting more alkaline which Immediately raises red flags for me. It definitely feels like one of those buzzwords that's very popular right now. Right. Oh, cool. You said toxin. Alkaline feels particularly of the like 2015s through now. So apparently this is a thing. So as you do this breath work, it is measurable and has been measured in these studies where I think like the pH balance goes from an average standard of 
this is me just recalling something I read a long time ago, but like 7.37, it goes up to 7.67 or something Mm. like that. So yes, it does become more alkaline. Is that good? Right. What does that mean? And it's for the duration of when you're doing this breathing, your body goes back into stasis afterward because that's what bodies do. They balance these things. I wonder why alkaline is supposed to be better. At some point, we want to do something about alkaline water because that's a whole thing. Yeah, where they make these same claims. Uh-huh. I think it really comes down to, oh, acid is bad. Let's get more basic. Uh, um, Ross isn't saying acid is bad, but like that's the impression people have because, yeah, yeah you hear about like lye being acidic and you think, okay, that eats through human flesh. So I'm not supposed to have acid, but there are plenty of acids we need. Yeah, and substances that are very much on the extreme opposite end, like mm-hmm. bleach mm-hmm. and lye. Lye is a base. Also can harm you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They break up your ionic bonds. So it's a good thing that we exist somewhere in the middle. So yeah, we'll have to revisit this, but yeah. um, take it with that grain of salt. Don't email us. <laughs> So he did tell us to find our natural rhythm. And as I was writing that down, I spelled rhythm without an H because uh. rhythmia has ruined me. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> That's funny. I use this app called Elevate that gives me these daily exercises, doing mental math and spelling and all kinds of things. But they'll constantly deliver the same words misspelled so that you can correct them. And I think, oh, wow, is this helping me? Because oh, wow. I'm, yeah. I'm getting exposure to the wrong spelling. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah. And so maybe it'll make me even more hesitant when I'm actually trying to spell it correctly. Yeah, I, I know what you mean about rhythmia. Now I really have to stop and when I'm writing the word rhythm mm-hmm. and just think about it. Okay, that's right. They took out the H. Okay, I want the H. I've been learning Spanish and I'm just starting to have the experience of it like dropping into my automatic mind, mm-hmm. which is very cool. But the result is I'll be speaking to someone and I will just suddenly think like, I'm talking in English, right? Yes, I'm talking in English. <laughs> and I have nearly completely replaced the word dishwasher with lavavajillas. And now I'll look at the dishwasher and think like, gonna tell Drew we need to empty the dishwasher, empty the lavavajillas. What do we call that? <laughs> what do we call that? Because it's such a good word, lavavajillas. Yeah. In German, it's a uh, geschirrspuler. Wow, that's a lot to say. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, dishwasher. German. Well, I mean, that's kind of an encouraging sign. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, for sure. That's cool. Okay, yeah. Oh, he's saying so many things at this point as we're getting ready to start the breathing. And he's really encouraging of everybody. Like yep. anything you ask, he's like, 1000%. Yes, <laughs> absolutely. You're right about that, Carrie. Uh-huh. And then I go into this like mental picture, like a little biplane flying toward the ground, spiraling, because I'm busy thinking, okay, 1000%. Well, obviously, that, that doesn't mean anything. But when he says that, though, it is very encouraging. Mm-hmm, so you know what? Mm-hmm. I think it does communicate a little extra. It's like breathing into your head. Right. But now I've opened up for, can there be 3000%? Is that if better? If he says 100%, should I feel disappointed? <laughs> right. This, it's like this inflationary language. Yeah. <laughs> right, well, right. like, oh, well, you told her 1000 percent so yeah and you just gave me a hundred that's only everything (laughs) and so we did our first round of breathing together was three minutes and he said you want to do that three to four times in a day so that'd be nine minutes total but you can break them up into little sessions if you prefer that comes much later but yes he's also talking about how we may get into a meditative state Mm -hmm. and uh, how some kind of treated akin to an out-of-body experience. Mm -hmm. And then he mentions like getting your frequency up to a higher level. 
I was mm. like, hmm, what is this frequency? He mentioned that a couple times. Yeah. I don't think there's much we can quantify about that. This is one of those things we hear a lot with like, especially the new agey crowd, changing your frequency. And if you ask what that means, usually you'll get this sort of like, well, we don't literally mean. Mm-hmm. It's like, okay, can we use something else then? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It doesn't resonate with me at that frequency. <laughs> hey. Yeah, and he talks about, this got past me, but he talked about studies where we go from like beta to alpha to theta. I don't know if he's talking about waves or something, but I think he was trying to ground that frequency talk in some sort of... Oh, like alpha brain waves. Yeah. Right, I okay. I think he was trying to make that connection, but... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, okay. That makes sense in a certain way. He said it's normal to get lightheaded, mm-hmm. to experience tingling, which is good because I'm going to feel both of those. Did you get lightheaded and or tingly? Tingly, definitely. Lightheaded. I guess I don't really experience lightheadedness as such unless I'm standing. Oh, okay. Like if I'm lightheaded but lying down, I'm not sure I would identify that as lightheaded. Oh, gotcha. Okay. Yeah. Um, But I do get that just sort of like loopy, dreamy, kind of floating on air feeling. To me, it feels like it's a cousin to a headache where like, oh no, this could turn into a headache, but oh, I know where it came from because I'm doing this breathing. So Mm -hmm. that's me being lightheaded. Oh, interesting. Okay. And he said, this is all natural because we're tinkering with the gas exchanges in the body. Sure. And we are. We sure are. Oh, yeah, and you mentioned that whole animals not controlling their breathing. Yeah. And a listener brought up that horses Mm -hmm. do this thing called... Cribbing? Yeah. Yeah. I saw horses do this when I was a kid. I had forgotten about it. You said it's like when they have a lot of energy, they'll they'll clamp their teeth onto something above them and then do this kind of rapid breathing. Well, the ones who I saw do it were usually the horses that weren't well taken care of and didn't get out enough. So yeah, they had all this pent-up energy and they'd pace and stuff and then they would grab the bar of their stall with their mouth. Ah. Do this, it's very hard to describe, but like... Carrie's kind of like rotating her head into a weird angle. They'd clench their teeth on the bars as hard as they could and then wrench their neck in a way that looks painful to a human. Like wrench their neck to the side and then pull back and Ugh. and then kind of suck in the air. <gasps> I mean, it was really disturbing. Good I, Lord, yeah. <laughs> I know. I remember the owner of the barn like having to explain it to kids. Like, oh, this is just some of the animals do this. <laughs> That's the stuff of nightmares. Yeah. If they were doing it at night and they were a female. <laughs> Correct. Yeah, so this listener was pointing out, and I think we also got an email to the same effect, that... That is actually a like a self-medicating. They're getting high, and that makes sense to me because... Uh, Their life sucks. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But there are probably some who just do it because, you know, they sometimes do- you find a joint in your dad's cabinet. Yeah, who knows? Maybe they do it in the wild. Like I always think that when I hear about, say, other apes eating fermented fruit and getting oh, right, drunk yeah. off of it, like, oh, they, they enjoy a good drink too. Right, right. Just like us. So there we go. Another humans only category smackdown. Mm -hmm. Trying to think of this last time. I had to look this up. There's a a story that Plato, when he was trying to kind of advance his perfect categories of how you define things, how can we define humans? Well, they're bipedal, 
But then he thought, okay, well, birds don't count. So they're featherless bipeds. Mm. And that was like kind of his uh, Oh, we stopped there? Definition, oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> I thought we were going to, this was going to be like a, a well, lesson in how he had to keep being like, oh, wait, no. So then uh, Diogenes, the cynic, came in with a plucked chicken and put it, <laughs> put it down on the ground and said, there's Plato's man. <laughs> and uh, so he had to think about that and redefined the human as a featherless, flat-nailed uh, biped. Plato. There we go. <laughs> Plato had some good ideas and some real shit ideas. <laughs> so, you know, you got to start somewhere, right? You know what? We all have some good ideas and some shit ideas. That's right. You may quote me. All right. Do you think Plato, this is a genuine question, do you think they actually intentionally named it after Plato? Oh, to make it sound just a little more. Just a little more like a fun pun. It's like an early baby Einstein thing. Yeah. Oh, that's a good question. Yeah. We need to know. Play-Doh. Because you know. definitely I feel like now most of the people when they first run into Play-Doh, you learn like, oh, there's a guy? Because uh, I think of Play-Doh. I used to eat that in kindergarten. Right. Yeah. It was really Now tasty. we learn it the other way. But I wonder if it was originally a pun. It's a good question. That's just kind of like when Pluto, the, uh-huh. the planet was demoted, Neil deGrasse Tyson was saying that probably a lot of that angst has to do with, well, A, it being kind of an underdog and like the smallest of the planets. <laughs> Talk. But also, right, because there's a Disney character, mm-hmm. the dog, and everybody's totally. like, oh, well, hey, it's Pluto. Don't put him out in the doghouse. <laughs> exactly. So there we go. We've gotten to the bottom of Plato and Pluto. He also tells us we might get cold, so it's perfectly okay to grab a blanket. <laughs> if you're going to get cold in this part, right? we have bad news coming. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I was thinking like, well, don't you just have to kind of person up and deal with it? Yeah. There's going to be more cold where that came from, right? The whole yeah. whole idea of this method is we become semi-impervious. But he said that he often does that. That can be like a nice comfy thing for him to do his breathing exercises and bundle up in a blanket. And his roommate will come in and be like, what's going on, dude? And be like, oh, just doing my breathing. <laughs> yeah, I did it without a blanket. I think someone tried to hand me one and I was like... I'm okay. I can't remember if I used a blanket or not. Mm. I don't think so. Mm-hmm. And he connects all of this to the ancients. He says that the ancients understood prana and life energy and that it was all connected to the breath. Mm. So he's looping the that ancients. idea. Mm-hmm. They understood. Name them. Name them, <laughs> sir. I want names. And he said kind of the idea is to bring down your number of breaths per second. He even recommended like counting them out so that it's four to six seconds that you inhale and then you exhale slightly longer like six to seven seconds and oh so this one's totally different than the first kinds right well when we first started out he didn't have us doing it quite as aggressively like at first it was just getting us used to sort of the process and the order without having the timing be so rigid and uh he had some music going it was kind of like this little hopeful piano music where you picture like just one person kind of plinking on uh individual keys at uh at a time it was like that like it's waiting for something to happen yeah 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 uh expectant yeah exactly exactly optimistic Mm -hmm. okay so we breathe like you said in the nose out the mouth 
And so he wanted us to picture that air just moving around the building. That was another thing he kept saying is like circular breathing. Wim Hof says that a lot mm. as a circle. And then again, I start to picture that and go, huh, well, whether you're breathing in through your nose or out through your mouth, it's still going through the same passageway. <laughs> and that's really just back and forth. It's not a circle. So I take from that 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 means, and this is very similar to holotropic breathing, that I'm eliminating that in-between part where mm. I'm like holding... You know, we breathe in and then without thinking about it, we hold for a sec and then we release. So the pacing is circular rather than having Mm -hmm. a crimp in that shape. Okay. Exactly. That's that's how I think of that. That makes sense. Okay. Well, I was just thinking of it as an exercise to just picture the air kind of moving in a circle, but Mm -hmm. I like your explanation. So then we're supposed to picture that breath moving in the nose, up to the head, down the back of the head, into the neck, the back of the spine. So it was very much like a meditation exercise. Yeah, this is relaxing um, me just okay. talking about it now. Down to your legs, the backs of your mm-hmm. legs, mm-hmm. to the bottoms of our feet, the tops oh, of our feet. This is very nice. <laughs> back up to your throat. Mm-hmm. Just picture the air moving unblocked, unchallenged. Okay. All right. Give all your weight to the floor or the chair you're sitting in. Just feel any points of pressure and move the air into those points. I hope no one's driving. (laughs) Yeah, that's right. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, it's funny. They died. (laughs) We don't want you to die. We're kidding. Stay alive. Yeah, stay alive. (laughs) Please do. As Hamilton would say, stay alive. Oh, yeah, that's the only association I had with that phrase and music. (laughs) (laughs) That's stay in alive. Thank you. Oh, my gosh. If someone's last name is alive or if your last name is live, you got to have a son call him stay in. Okay, no, okay. Your last name's Ive. Perfect. Okay, for someone whose name is Ive, stay, first name, uh-huh. N-L, Ive. Okay, I like it. That's also good for a gravestone outside of the Haunted Mansion at Disneyland. Oh, yeah, 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 definitely, <laughs> definitely. Yeah, so we are cycling the breath through. We're not forcing it. We feel gratitude. That was another thing that he mentioned. Mm. Feel gratitude as you breathe in, which okay. I'm all for. That sounds great. Said creation stems from gratitude. Okay. That's the sort of thing that would send my mind reeling. What does that mean? Creation stems. Huh. Is that does just it? A, is that just a deepity? Is that something yeah. Deepak Chopra would say? Are you still talking? Because I'm gone now. <laughs> Yeah, in a meditative state of some sort. Yeah. He said, feel your heart expand with each inhalation. Ooh, no. And then we feel gratitude with the inhale. And then he said, exhale and let that gratitude go. And I'm thinking like, oh, oh no, no, I like that. <laughs> I like the yeah. gratitude. But he had a very good way of following that up. He said, share it with the world. Uh, okay, I, okay. I see what you did there and I'm grateful for it. Mm-hmm. And now I release it and I feed some plants. <laughs> And then he said, yeah, and then just let it go. And I'll say let it go a lot. And, of course, that brings a musical cue to mind. In fact, I knew I was coming for a cold bath workshop, and so I was wearing my Frozen 2 shirt. Oh, nice. My crew Water shirt. has memory, you know. Oh, God. <laughs> I actually still haven't seen Frozen 2. <gasps> really? Yeah. You have right. Disney Plus. I do. What 
you doing with I've your been, life? Well, thank you for asking. I've been watching all the Disney classics with Jude. Oh, that's my right. Buddy Jude. Yeah. How far are you into your series? Well, so I thought we'd start at the beginning and keep going, but... It's a very Jude's, good place to start. But Jude is a very sweet and delicate flower. And so as we were climbing through, you know, Bambi and such, she was like... Can we maybe popcorn around to like the happy ones? (laughs) So we've been going back and forth. We do like a serious old one and then a happy modern one. And we just go back and forth. I like it. Yeah. Carrie is providing a public service. Well, a very private service for Jude because (laughs) Jude has never seen any of the Disney animation films. So she said... But it turned out what? that some she had seen and she just didn't know they were Disney movies. Okay. Um, mostly Ross Blotter works. Frozen. Yeah. Zootopia. Okay. Okay. Well, she, yeah. she had seen some. Anyway, so I was ready for letting it go because I had my... Let it go. Lola wants... Da, da, da. Lola gets... I was just trying to zag on you. Oh, okay. Some other L song. What are you doing? Oh, okay. <laughs> Anyway, yeah, where are we? Still, we're still lying on our backs, getting comfortable as he's just kind of coaching us through. It's kind of this premeditation. It was premeditated uh, before <laughs> we, we start the actual breathing. Another thing he said that really stood out to me is he said, I think we, meaning kind of the Wim Hof organization, if you will, mm. bring a lot of a woo to reality. Oh. Yeah, he mentioned there's all this woo-woo science out there. I think his way of thinking of it was there's a lot of things that sound kind of fringe and crazy. Oh, and we kind of lock them down to the evidence. Exactly. We're Uh, finding tactile ways to make them become more real. That's interesting. That can be a noble pursuit or a not so noble pursuit. Right. Yeah. You just, I, I think, need to be really disciplined about making sure that you stick with the evidence. Your methodology, because you don't want to start with the conclusion you want to get to and then work backwards. Mm -hmm. But sometimes that can be a useful communication strategy when you're talking to someone with a deeply embedded belief. So To provide a bridge mm -hmm. to kind of bring them back. Yeah. Exactly. Oh, you value evidence, right? Oh, look, we can can find a way to combine those things. Right, right. Our, Our wonder at the mystery and awe of the universe with evidence i'm thinking of like talking to people who aren't into vaccines but you know are like we should make my kid go be around this kid who has chicken pox so they get it and they develop community okay that's actually not cool cool we got a framework now yeah exactly okay so i have a similar idea (laughs) you know (laughs) hear me out yeah oh yeah totally yeah the next thing out of his mouth after that was that the universe has our back connect to that source it was then that it carried us. Uh, yeah, a little, little bit of woo there. He also told us that the breathing would jack up our adrenaline, mm-hmm. and then the ice bath won't be such a shock. Oh, right, yeah, especially if we do more rapid breathing. Right. Yeah. This sounds definitely p- possible. Mm-hmm. That's kind of what adrenaline does for you. Yeah, and you can kind of stimulate that, absolutely. Let's see, I also mentioned, oh yeah, think of fire. What does fire need? Wood? Oxygen. Oxygen. <laughs> So Better. just think of our inner fire and we're feeding that with the oxygen. Oh, okay. Yeah. I see. He's got all these fun little like uh, mental shims that we can sort of insert wherever they inspire us as we're doing this. So then we did it. We started uh, breathing hand on our bellies to just kind of remind us to breathe in first there and then the chest. Then whew. 
So we did that uh, very slowly, not quite at the Wim Hof pace. We did it 30 times. And then at the very end of that 30th breath, you kind of hold your breath there at the bottom of that breath. So you don't Mm -hmm. intake Mm -hmm. again, you just breathe out. And then you realize, whoa, I'm, I'm just sitting here and I'm tingling. And the tingling worked for me right away. Like yeah. when I do that, I start filling in my lips first. Mm-hmm. They get tingly after a couple breaths. It's kind of crazy. I can even just call that feeling to mind if I think about it a little bit. Oh, interesting. Yeah. And then definitely in my extremities, I'll feel like mm-hmm. in my hands, my toes, you know, they'll just start to get like a limb that's gone to sleep and is reawaking. Right. Um, you know, if your blood gets slower, it's going to let go of those parts it needs the least. Send the- it all to the heart, brain. And I think breath work is the right phrase because it does feel like work. Oh, yeah. Normally, I would say when we breathe, I don't know, we're breathing, what, 70% of our full capacity? Like, we're not Mm -hmm. forcing it. Mm -hmm. But doing that extra, you know, I'm completely filling up all my cavities and... And doing that continuously, I like I start to feel like sensitive around the nose mm-hmm. and I start to feel that lightheadedness a little bit. And it's like you really have to focus to make yourself do that. Yeah. I think your body just wants to go back into, you know, I'm just casually breathing like I do. Leave right. me alone. Right, right. And then if you start to get that sort of buzzy, out of body almost feeling, it can be harder to keep your executive functions engaged because mm-hmm. you're kind of not there. Right. Yeah, I would just periodically be like, Am I doing it? I don't even know. I'm doing it. Am I doing the thing? You know? <laughs> yeah, all told, we did this for uh, like an hour. Is ma- that right? Yeah, maybe Oh, a I wrote down 35 now. minutes. Okay. Well, there was a break for us to go to the bathroom and everything. Oh, okay. So, gotcha. So, yeah, I, I did also kind of treat it as two sessions. But we were doing breath work for a long time. Yeah. And usually, like you said, he says to do it like three or four times a day. That's what Wim Hof always says, where you do 30 to 40 breaths mm-hmm. three to four times. But he had us do, I think it was always 30 breaths. I, I had to count up later. It was six. And then there was kind of a seventh sort of like just free on your own sort mm-hmm. of time. Mm-hmm. So that's that's a lot. Knowing that we did that six or seven times without fainting, mm-hmm. I mean, that's kind of impressive to me. But like you said, executive function was going and my brain was going off for loops, like a meditation session. Can you faint on your back, though? Oh, that's a good question. Yeah, I, feel, I mean, I don't think I could. Oh. I think we basically have fainted in that state, but like we're oh. just already supine we're in recovery and our brains just kind of milling about slowly and we've lost track of time like if you tried to stand up i think you'd be like Uh, that's a good point okay well wim hof always mentions because he has to remind you not to do this while driving or in water or anything he'll say do it lying down or like sitting on a couch or something Mm -hmm. so i need to try doing this on a couch maybe i can make myself faint there great it's good to have a goal (laughs) (laughs) want to know my limits So that was it. We were there for a long time and he would lead us through these sessions. I think after the first one, we all just kind of got up, you know, lazily, get into a seated position, no hurry. And he asked us if we had questions. Yes. You had a question. Yeah, I asked if it was okay to hold my breath longer. And he said, totally. I can't remember exactly what my experience was that made me want to do that, but I was kind of confused about the exact directions. Right. I think you were also asking about how, like, as you exhale, there's extra air and you felt like it was creeping up. Yeah. So if you breathe out halfway, Mm -hmm. which you're kind of instructed to do here, but then you're not breathing in immediately 
in some of these exercises, my balloon still empties on its own a little bit, if oh. you will. So it's like I breathe in that takes all that force, then I breathe out with much less force. But now just like my body wants to... <sighs> right, right, to right. deflate before it reinflates. Right, and so am I supposed to stop it from doing that or do I let it do that? And yeah, he just kind of said like, do whatever you want, whatever feels comfortable. It, it was a non-committal answer. Yeah. yeah. It was kind of like, great, yeah, a thousand percent. Wait, right. what? Yeah, but how do I maximize what you want me to do? Yeah, so I did kind of feel a little less clear on what I was supposed to be doing, but I was getting some effect for okay. sure. Yeah, I asked him a question because I was also trying to distinguish this from the holotropic breath work, and I was asking him, okay, so is there any pause between the breaths? Because I know like one thing that you do with holotropic breath work is to just get rid of that pause. So you're constantly mm -hmm. like, in, yep. out, in, out, in, out. Exactly. Oh, exhausting. And he said, oh, just a little pregnant pause is fine. Uh -huh. You know, uh -huh. just give it a moment, but, you know, keep it small. Uh, but yeah, overall, his kind of, at least at this stage, his message to everybody was like, no, don't force it. Whatever's yeah. comfortable. He also said that we hold our trauma in our bodies and that we hold these traumas to be <laughs> self uh, actualized. <laughs> and some people, he said, some people remember something suddenly while doing the breathing and they're able to let that stuff go. This is the kind of thing where I'm like, ooh, wait, hang on, hang on. I'm so distracted by this sort of thing because you could be talking about like quote unquote repressed memory and oh no this is a very complicated issue oh, yeah. we don't want to just Gloss fling over. off as if yeah as if there's nothing to be discussed here it's actually much more complex than that and you moved on <laughs> but yeah it sounded very Bessel van der Kolke to me oh I don't know who that is yeah I don't know why I name dropped that name like anyone listening to this knows <laughs> that name but he's like a memory researcher who he wrote The Body Keeps the Score, which is this argument that, like, you can find your old memories and traumas by looking at the physical problems in your body. Oh, that's wrong. <laughs> we talked about it on Reading Glasses because um, Brea was currently reading it. Oh, very cool. So the second meditation, this time he changed the music up and it was kind of Indian music and a little more fast paced and active, you know, called to mind more like action scenes for me. But again, very conducive to kind of like in holotropic breath work, just letting your brain sort of run off. Because I think the music was also super important to the holotropic breath mm, work mm -hmm. where they would play this kind of more intense, almost house music. Uh, your ayahuasca experience where they totally control oh, it with the music. Absolutely. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. And then your visual get tied to it so this was focused less on that hallucinatory piece but still i think that music kind of changed the feeling of the uh, subsequent breathing sessions yeah i asked a question after the second one because they were saying like oh this is great to do when you wake up do these breathing mm -hmm. exercises and i was saying well i feel like super relaxed now mm. i was thinking i would use it before bed and of course he's like yeah a thousand percent yeah this is great <laughs> before bed it's a great way to kind of wind down that must not be jacking up your adrenaline then this is so confusing yeah and now that i've seen more wim hof i know that there is kind of like the faster version that you do before certain things you know that right <sighs> right <sighs> that's the adrenaline jacker mm -hmm. whereas the kind of slow meditative breathing that we were doing is the quote-unquote down regulator that ah okay yeah i could have used more delineation mm -hmm. there. During this Q&A, Michael also mentioned that the Wim Hof Institute is bringing the method to the VA, Veterans oh, Affairs. Yeah. And 
bringing it to vets, and he said, some of them are going off their pain and psych meds. Up to them, but uh, that's that. That's not <laughs> definitely good. Right. <laughs> that can't be unilaterally good. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly right. A woman next to me said that when she was doing it, she felt pain, then pins and needles, then a huge emotion that made her cry. Oh, yeah. All during this breathing. Yeah. And then the Ooh. guy next to me said, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Why would I not do this every morning? This guy was so gung-ho. He was like, he was the type who had, you know, heard about this on Joe Rogan. He'd come oh, in. Right. He'd already been practicing it on his own, super muscular, and just one of those guys like, yeah, I'm out to maximize everything in my life. And mm-hmm. I already do this every day for like 90, 12 minutes. And then I do a cold shower. I'm like, okay, whoa, slow down. Come on. You come, know what he really down. should maximize? What's that? His fun. Yes, he should. <laughs> yeah, if you're listening... Redheaded, excited guy. <laughs> you should know that this is Max Fun Drive. That's right. And listen, we are very impressed with how our community has come together to enjoy and share our content right now. And we're glad we can inspire you, yeah. make you laugh in a time when you really need it. You're part of the community just by listening. And you can support that community by joining as a member. And you can see all of the different membership levels and their corresponding gifts at MaximumFun.org slash join. That's right. Before you sign up, you can look through and you can see that you get the bonus content starting at $5 a month. Some folks even give $50, $100 a month. But it's most important that you give what's comfortable for your budget. And we have a feeling you'll like being a member and we want you to stick around. That's right. So if the level you're comfortable with is 10 bucks a month, Good news. (laughs) Not only do you get to choose a cool pin to wear, this week, all our members at $10 and above have the option to purchase additional pins from the store. So let's say you really liked the on rack pin, Mm -hmm. but you also really love the Sawbones pin. What do Mm -hmm. you do? Pick one as your new member pin and then spend a little dough on the other one. Mm. And all of the proceeds from the additional pin purchases go to charity. There are lots of great ones to choose from. So visit MaximumFun.org slash join to sign up at $10 a month. And you can grab yourself some additional pins too for a great cause. Everybody wins. Everybody wins. And we've mentioned before, now new with this MaxFun drive, you can also boost your membership. If you're at $10 and you're ready for 15 maybe not 20 yet, you can do that. Also, we have the gift memberships now. Mm-hmm. So there's someone in your life that you know enjoys Ono Ross and Carrie, and you're like, hey, it's Brad's birthday. You can get him membership. Now he'll have access to all this stuff. And actually, I have a friend named Brad whose birthday comes up this month. Well, now you know what to get him. And we're just so grateful to all of our members and that we're able to keep creating this program right now. We're trying to make sense of all of this going on too and hopefully this brings you some much needed joy as well as it does to us and and we have special ono ross and carrie specific goals yes so when you sign up to be a member max fun will ask you which max fun shows you listen to yes and if you pick this part's important and you should because you're listening to me say these words which means you listen to this show when you do that they tell us they say hey ross and carrie guess what you got a new listener. Thank you, Brad. 
Exactly. And so right now we are at 2,033 new and upgrading members for this drive, which puts us right over our 2,000 goal. Yeah. Which means we have to do a scientific experiment to see if Ormus makes you a magnet for for baseballs. baseballs. Huh? If that makes no sense to you, go back and listen to like 400 episodes of the Conscious Life Expo. Or we'll explain it when you get there. Just, you know, know that it'll be fun. Yeah. By the way, that number that you heard, that's already a few days old. So by the time you hear this, hopefully we're creeping closer to 3,000. Yeah, fingers crossed. If we get there, we're going to release that live show that we did in Dallas. Yes. And then we'll kickstart our Bob Larson exorcism series. Yeah, that's right. You want this in your life. It is actually our longest investigation. It is six years in the making. Yeah, Yeah. at at least. Yeah. Uh, No longer. This goes way back. (laughs) There's a lot to tell. And then we've mentioned, I don't know, everyone's trying to talk me out of it, but at least I will entertain the option at 4,000 of going to the McCamey McCamey Manor. Manor. I'm purposefully not learning anything more about this. Okay. Well, I will force you to before you fly to Tennessee. Okay. Oh, is it Tennessee? I thought I heard mm -hmm. San Diego. He was in San Diego, and then he keeps being driven out of town for this, the thing you want to do. Cool. Maybe if we're in Tennessee, can we find some snake handlers too? Possibly. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, but Carrie also, in case that wasn't cringeworthy enough, Carrie thought of a 5,000 goal. Yes! See, now this (laughs) is a normal pitch. You're already too excited about this. (laughs) So... A couple of years ago, we set a goal that if we hit, I believe it was 4,000 that year. We'd drink our own pee. We would drink our own pee. Now, not just drink our own pee. We would do urine therapy, right. which people, you know, think treats things. We did it. It was so gross, you guys. <sighs> there is a reason people don't drink pee. Don't do it. Anyway. This last week, someone showed me uh, that there's this woman on Instagram who believes that if she drinks semen every morning and puts it on her skin and all these things with semen, it makes her, you know, impervious to disease and fixes her skin, blah, blah, blah. And then Carrie sends me this and I say, well, that's gross. Moving on with my life. And I say, 5,000? Question mark? (laughs) (laughs) And so for Carrie, this is less of a big deal than than pee than drinking pee. Oh, one hundred million thousand percent. I'm gonna thousand percent say it's. I would rather drink my pee. Oh wow! Than well, drink my something else. <laughs> well, you can drink. Well, let me ask, babe, <laughs> babe, Drew. He's in a deep meditative state. Thank you. I'll I'll ask, but I bet. He'll come into a jar for you. I don't know if that's better. (laughs) Yeah, I wouldn't think so. But you seemed to be partly grossed out by the idea of it being your own cum. Oh, I'm I'm grossed out of drinking any cum. Okay. Uh, You know, this is just me. Just Mm -hmm. saying it for me. Mm -hmm. Because you haven't done it. That's right. Haven't done it. It's no exposure. It's like salty soup. Okay. It'll be fine. Anyway, if you get us past 5,000. <laughs> <laughs> they mix it into shakes, right? She puts it like Yeah, in, she, okay. she puts them in smoothies. Oh. Anyway, if you want to make me miserable and hear about it, get us to 5,000. I can't believe you think that's worse than going to McKamey Manor. What that tells me is you really have not looked up McKamey Manor. Wow. How honorable. Wow. Okay. Okay. <laughs> There's no way. But uh... make it a bad year for us. <laughs> Support us. 
yeah. Yeah, is there something I could do that is especially bad to me? Any placentas you can eat? I'd eat a placenta. <laughs> yeah? Yeah, that sounds fine. Yeah, all right. When my friend Alicia gave birth... I asked her for the placenta because I know they'll give it to you. Oh, yeah. And I was like, Ella would love that. Please, can I have your placenta? Okay. And she was like, ah, I'd do it. And then her husband, Juan, said, no, that creeps me out. Giving your placenta to a chihuahua creeps me out. And I was like, ugh, men. Men, right? (laughs) (laughs) They're always telling you not to give your placenta to dogs. Anyway, I'd eat a placenta. Okay. Yeah. Along with uh, Ella, you'd share it. Oh, I thought you might eat Ella. I'm no, no, horrified. You'd share it with Ella. Yeah. Oh, well, of course I'm gonna give Ella a taste of some bloody organ. She's gonna love it. Sure. Along with some fava beans. Yeah. Nice, <laughs> nice Chianti. Chianti. Yeah. yeah. I guess I've done all the things I don't want to do. Trying to think of now more extreme things like uh, skydiving. Drew just gave me a skydiving trip for my birthday. Yeah, yeah, because I want to go. Oh, but nice. Yeah. Oh, it's so scary. Yes. Oh my god, don't make me go. <laughs> I've been wanting to do that for a long time. Andrew doesn't want to go. Ugh. I was going to get us tickets men. to skydiving. Men, young men. <laughs> I bet he doesn't even want you to give your placenta to a dog. Men. Oh, men. Anyway. Okay, so back to our mats. Yes. Where we were sitting and asking questions after our second uh, breathing round. So, okay, redheaded guy, very excited. Yeah, he said, that's nothing. Nine to 12 minutes a day to get even a hint of that? Oh, worth it. (laughs) Yeah, he was really sold. He was raring to go. So now we were about to take a break. Mm -hmm. And how long should that break be? Seven minutes. Five, no, ten, no, seven. Oh, that's right. He he bargained with himself. <laughs> it was cute. And he did remind us, listen, the ice bath is optional. If you're not feeling it right now, yeah. no big deal. No pressure in any of this. Yeah. Which I got to say nice. is consistent for the whole Wim Hof troposphere. If you ever feel uncomfortable, like when Wim Hof is doing his breathing things, we'll talk about that later. You know, he says, at any point you feel uncomfortable, just go back to normal breathing. Mm -hmm. And it's just always kind of that underlying sentiment, like, God, don't hurt yourself. Don't Mm -hmm. push yourself too much. Right. So that's good. Yeah. I wonder if you're already out on the ice and you stop doing the breathing, what happens? (laughs) I assume that's only uh, prep advice. Yeah. Because I don't think, given how you can be prone to fainting. You certainly don't want to do this kind of breathing in the water, but I'm always a little confused about the disconnect between these breathing exercises and what you do in the water. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which is where they just want you to slow down your breathing, but we'll, yeah, we'll get there. That's what I'm talking about. We needed more delineation of like, this is breathing type A, this is B, this yeah. is C. You can push yourself to human extremes, but take it easy. <laughs> right. <laughs> because don't sue us. <laughs> right. So yeah, at this point, we all... Go for our breaks. We grab some snacks. One guy was like, can I go first? Oh, yeah. He, Before we even broke. He was calling shotgun on yeah. this whole thing. Like, yeah. oh, nice job, buddy. <laughs> so, yeah, he got to go first. Yeah. Was, that guy's probably already been to McKamey Manor. <laughs> this is one of those situations where, like, if no one was speaking up, I'd be like, okay, me. Oh, huh. But, like, if anybody else shows interest, I'll be like, oh, I'll wait. Sure. Sure, noble. The enthusiasm is there. You can have it. So we changed into our bathing suits mm-hmm. one at a time in... Little tiny one-person bathrooms. Yeah, and you and me and Molly chatted about our experiences for a while. We agreed that it was very much like holotropic breath work. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think Molly was having a very similar reaction to all of this as we were. Then there was a video that they wanted to show us. Yeah. And it was just, I think, to get us into this mode of, you know, we're going to go do the cold stuff. 
showing us um, brain over body, Michigan study that Wim Hof had done. Right, where he had to wear a cold suit. Yeah, they had this clever suit that they built just for doing this, where essentially they'd pump in freshly cold water on the suit that he was wearing. So yeah, he would always be getting a fresh influx. Yeah, that sounds painful. Right, and then they would at the same time be measuring his internal temperature. And I may be conflating this with another study I heard about in one of his TED Talks, but they would even have him swallow a thermometer that would kind of what? S- sit in his gut and then Ugh. you know give out his temperature so they could live monitor his Whoa. core temperature. Yeah. And now there is a homing device inside of him. <laughs> That's right. They, they have you at all times with 5G. Yep. <laughs> so uh, they didn't mention that in the video, but I just know that's one of the things they've done, which is kind of crazy. Yeah. Oh, they would measure his skin temperature as well. And so apparently when he didn't use his breath work, then his skin reacted like everybody else. He got cold. And, and then when he started doing the breathing, then he completely counteracted it. He had glucose pumping heat into his body. He had 34 degree skin temperature. That's Celsius, no matter what. So that was the amazing thing. They have these little graphs that they show like, look, here's everybody. And here's Wim Hof without his breathing thing. But look, when he starts breathing, now his temperature stays rock solid. And once again, if he's saying that anyone can do this, why do we keep testing him? Right, right. This is kind of the case study, which mm-hmm. is interesting, right? but of this kind of outlier right. versus... Cool to start there, but we're like 30 years into this dude. Yeah, it's kind of this interesting thing where he is always more than willing to subject himself to observation, which is cool. Yeah. But at the same... And suggests honesty. Right. But then at the same time, he'll kind of use that imprimatur of science and oh they tested me and then he'll go on to say things a little extra than what right. the science supports in our next episode we'll be going over some of that science some of the existing studies so stay tuned for that i just used my finger to keep my paper notebook from going to sleep i went like this to yeah. make sure it didn't fall asleep because i'm that acclimated to computers well it worked yeah it's still open <laughs> the words are still there i can see them from here I do that kind of thing all the time. Yeah, there was also a funny VO in this video. It was very well produced. Mm -hmm. Cute little video. They also talked about the periaqueductal gray area. Yeah, I don't know what that means. Yeah, boy. But I guess it releases endorphins. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. This was the Wayne State University School of Medicine study. Oh, perhaps. I mean, this is all kind of flying by us. Taking notes as fast as we could. But I wrote down that... By description, it didn't sound like it could have been a blinded study, even a single blinded study. That's hard to do when you're measuring cold resistance. Sure. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Just tell people like, you're very cold right now. Think cold thoughts. (laughs) But with the method, you could be testing the breathing part. I wrote that there was a hilarious moment with Wim and others dancing on ice. Oh, nice. I bet it was hilarious. Oh, yeah. Okay. I wrote crazy clip of Wim and students dancing crazy in the snow. (laughs) All right. Okay. We got our our two takes on that. This is also when Michael mentions that Wim got stuck under the ice that one time and his retinas froze and he got blind. Yeah, it's funny. Sometimes he says Uh, retinas. Sometimes he says corneas, but corneas makes more sense. Ah, right. Um, And that people had to pull him out of the ice. Right. He almost died. Wim, stop it. He said he saw angels. Oof. Okay. So we've got our swimsuits on. We've done much breathing. So then Carrie comes up to me and she says, 
I think we should get in the ice together. Oh, was this my idea? Yes. Nice. And I was thinking, oh, okay. I was kind of picturing us doing it separately. Okay, I'm sure that's fine. I don't know why I sound like <laughs> yeah, Jim, Jimmy that? Stewart now. Oh, yeah, yeah. I was thinking Christopher Walken, but like yeah, Jimmy the, Stewart, yeah. Into the ice by myself. That's how I pictured it. But <laughs> anyway, so I said, okay, all right, let's do it then. So then we get some very quick instructions on this. So, okay, we've been there, what, an hour and a half, two hours? Yeah. Of like learning this other breathing technique that now we will not use and now we'll get like two minutes we'll... of explanation of the central piece of this class how are these connected yeah they're not they're yeah, not it's really two separate things you have your breath work and then you have your cold tolerance and the cold tolerance does have special breathing involved so this is confusing and this occurred to me as well you learn that you can hold your breath longer they, they don't really emphasize that in this session, but it certainly comes up later. But after you do this breathing thing, you can hold your breath for a really long time. So mm-hmm. you immediately think, oh, I know the best way to test this. I'm going to go underwater and hold my breath. Oh. But maybe not great to combine with this breathing where you could possibly faint. Yes, but, I agree. So that's another one of these things like, oh, okay, but you're right. It's a totally different type of breathing. Yeah, completely different. So we get these very quick instructions that, okay, you're going to go into the ice on an exhale. You're going to sink up to your shoulders, mm-hmm. elongate your exhales until you have control of your breathing, and then stay, breathe into your ribs, and then... Slow the hell down. Slow, yeah. Slow that breathing down. And the, then we'll warm up. Uh, so, be, what? what did, did, <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. Okay. This we, is so quick. We just practiced for over an hour this breathing technique. We are not using this for the cold. Yeah. But even saying something like that would have been helpful because you're still going like okay wait and what am i using from what we just did am i i must be doing something with it you know it could have been clearer yeah but before we get in that ice bath (sighs) you know what you can do to make this world better vote vote yes please if you have the right to vote exercise it yeah it's a right it's not a privilege when things in this world feel like they're going off the rails take some solace in a new limited series podcast that will be your guide to voting and elections all the way through Election Day. It's called Vote! with an exclamation mark. The podcast. If you've ever felt powerless, overwhelmed, or just plain lost when it comes to voting or elections, and who hasn't, Mm -hmm. Vote! The podcast is here for you. The hosts, Kat and Andrea, are experts from Vote.org and Spread the Vote, and they are inviting some of their favorite activists, celebrities, and voting right crushes to help them answer your biggest questions about voting. They just released an episode featuring the hosts of the Call Your Girlfriend podcast and the actor and activist Bradley Whitford. Nice. And it talks about vote by mail, which is also called absentee voting, Mm -hmm. and why it's critical to shorter poll lines and the health of our nation, why it's wrongfully controversial, Yep. and what to look out for in your state. Yeah, and that's super important, too, because it changes from state to state. Again, Uh this is to all of our U.S. listeners. You know, I really like changes that we've made recently to our Los Angeles system, but it's different everywhere you go, and especially if you've recently moved. And that's another part of voting is that they'll change rules and not communicate those well out to everybody. This is super important. You've got one 
important job to do Mm -hmm. this November, and that's get your vote in Um, and do it as early as you can. And uh, yeah, avoid the five hour lines or whatever. And we're in times of pandemic. Mm -hmm. It's crazy. This is Mm -hmm. crazy pants. So listen to vote the podcast. It's available now. Subscribe to vote again with the exclamation mark in Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you listen to this podcast. Just search for vote the podcast. And guess what, guys? I'm doing it right now. Oh, me too. Okay. I'm gonna Here use we go. Overcast. Search, search. Vote. Vote for vote by subscribing. There it is. And subscribe. We did it. We saved democracy. Ah, I found it. Okay. Vote the podcast. Subscribe. Nice. And after you listen to Vote the Podcast, how about making yourself a nice meal? That's a good idea. Thank you. Voting and sustenance. Mm. That's someone who's taking care of themselves. Exactly. So get fresh, pre-measured ingredients and mouth-watering seasonal recipes delivered right to your door with HelloFresh. It's America's number one meal kit. HelloFresh lets you skip those trips to the grocery store and makes home cooking fun, easy, and affordable. And it comes right to your house. Yeah. You don't need to go out. And thank you, of course, to our delivery people for listening. We yes. really appreciate your service oh, man. during this time. Absolutely. Holy moly. You're heroes. There's something for everyone, including low-calorie, vegetarian, and family-friendly recipes every single week. You can save up to 28% by using HelloFresh versus your grocery store shopping trips. And easily change your delivery days or your food preferences. Skip a week whenever you need. HelloFresh is flexible. Yeah, and it's so great. You know, you get the recipe and you get all the necessary ingredients and you just make it. You follow the instructions. Even I could do it. So go to HelloFresh.com slash Ono80. Yes, you heard me right. For the first time on Ono, Ross, and Carrie, the discount code is Ono80. And use the code ONO80 to get a total of $80 off, including free shipping on your first box. Additional restrictions apply. Please visit HelloFresh.com for more details. That's HelloFresh.com slash ONO80 with code ONO80 for 80 bucks off. That's awesome. Damn. And you know what I love to do after dinner? Um, Read. That's right. Hey, hey. I listen to a podcast, then I eat dinner, then I read. Oh, really? No. Okay. But I do love to read before bed. Absolutely. And uh, we have a jumbotron from an author. Ooh, let's read that. Apparently, this author is writing and illustrating a graphic novel called Eshelman. Eshelman? Eshelman. It's very mysterious sounding. Yeah. And this is a graphic novel to explore the psychological implications of cult-like behavioral modification programs, and especially programs like that that focus on young people, like 12 to 18 range. Even though the website itself is for 18 plus. Right. It, uh, it handles some pretty heavy stuff. Yeah, yeah. Topics. It's not a by kids for kids situation. Right. It's, it's of the people for other people. Sure. So it's based on real events. It's not like modeled particularly after one cult-like group. But yeah, it sounds kind of like educational and creepy at the same time. Yeah. So if the author had to give it a pseudoscience rating, they'd say one. There's no education given, all right? Uh, but a creepiness rating is 10. Wow. So, uh, And they noted that it's mostly run by brainwashed students. So there you go. Yeesh. Danger rating? 
10. Also 10. Oof. Some pretty heavy stuff in there. But the pocket drainer value is one. Oh, because it's because it's free. It's free. It's free. The graphic novel that is. You won't actually incur any harm or pseudoscience or creepiness by reading it. So, M- most likely. Well, maybe creepiness. So if you want to check this out, you can visit Eshelman. Uh, that's E-S-H-E-L-M-A-N dot link to read the graphic novel on Webtoon. I'm going to be doing it. Awesome. I'll check it out, too. Okay. And we're back. Yeah. We're ready to head outside into the parking lot. Yeah, and I'm thinking, how are we going to do this ice bath? What's it going to look like? Yeah, well, we passed it on the way in because, well, at least if you're parking in the structure Uh, or their little parking lot they had outside, this is Los Angeles, so everybody covets parking. Sure. A business is lucky if it has this tiny little cramped parking lot where we're all like right on top of each other. But as you're walking in, even in the morning, they had this big blue inflatable pool. Ah, okay. So you had seen it. Yeah. I walked in the other way, so. Ah, okay. So you weren't aware of this yet. And now that I've seen some other promotional videos for these workshops, I see that they use this pool and kind of cart it around with them. But I love that it says on the side, La Bassine, birth pools. Yeah, this is for people who want to give birth in water or do the Wim Hof method. And funny enough, someone may give birth in the pool today. Yes, they may. And so as I was walking in earlier, it was kind of half full. It was half empty. I don't know. I don't know. I'm just an (laughs) optimist. And there was a couple big chunks of ice floating in it. But then afterward, once, you know, we were ready to get in there, then they fill it up the rest of the way and they dump in a ton of ice. A lot of ice. A lot of ice. Like when you're at a party and you send Gary out for ice and he comes back with ice. Picture that, but like times eight. Yeah, there's like eight Gary's and they've each bought that Mm -hmm. big bag of ice. And you're like, whoa, whoa, Gary's. Gary's. Calm down. Chill down. Chill down? (laughs) Oh, no. Chill down. That's my new saying. Chill up. Chill 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 down. down. Yeah. What do we say? Oh, chill out. That's what people say. (laughs) That sounds wrong now. That's the preposition. Yeah. (laughs) Chill out, Gary. (laughs) Yeah, I brought the ice for that. (laughs) Oh, speaking of our mutual friend, Lindsay Pavlis, I was talking to her this morning. Yeah. And I said that we were going to record tonight. We speak in Spanish to each other. And she said, and she said, Ah, si, el hombre frío, the cold man. (laughs) And I thought she was talking about you and that she was just saying like, oh, you're going to record with that cool guy. Yeah, Ross. So it's like, yeah, yeah, he's cool. Yeah, it took me several Wim Hof seconds to understand. El hombre frío. I like. El hombre frío. Uh, a mí me gusta. Okay, so we're all kind of huddled between two cars. So essentially, there's one parking space that has mm-hmm. this pool <laughs> parked, parked there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. and uh, it's now like almost up to the brim with just floating ice. So it's it's almost formed like a solid surface of ice chunks on the top. And it's probably like five feet across. That sounds about right. Yep. Yeah. And that first guy, he's ready to go. But other people are, you know, they're kind of lining up. There's no clear line. But some people are more nervous about this than others. Mm -hmm. Some people are really eager or maybe just eager to show off. Who knows? Most of the guys are shirtless, you know, and some are, yeah, very clearly just like, yeah, this is my chance to be shirtless. Right. (laughs) And show off my cold tolerance. There's a lot of good looking ladies too. They're all mm. wearing bathing suits. So yeah, we're we're ready. We're all hanging out around the pool. It's, yeah. it's just a very, everybody wants to go to the pool. It's just a very small pool. <laughs> 
So as each person goes in, Michael crouches down next to them, and he's so encouraging. He really is right there with just you when you're in this pool. It's like a birthing experience. It's exactly like that. Ross and I have both given birth now, and don't even tell us that it's hard. It was so easy, you guys. (laughs) What is happening? (laughs) It wasn't like birth. but He's he's still wearing his shirt because he's not getting in. True. So he's looking you like right in the eyes. It's very kind of intimate even. Right. Yeah. Which also reminds me of the holotropic breath work. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a lot of intimacy there. He gets you know right up next to you. He crouches. He kind of puts his hands on the side of the pool and he just whispers encouragement and tells you what you need to hear to get you through it and reminds you, breathe slowly. You can do this. And people are getting in there and, you know, they're immediately going... And like trying to get control of their breath, which is very hard to do as you enter that very cold water. Yeah, because you start doing the rapid breathing. (laughs) Yep. No, Um, slow it down. And you're getting all the way up to your shoulders right away. Mm -hmm. He kind of encourages you not to do a sort of like dip your foot in, then dip a part of you in. Just do it. Just sink in there. Yeah, but also don't dunk your head under. Some people are exceptionally calm, but I would say five-sixths of people get in there and are like Mm. pretty, uh, Mm -hmm. okay, okay, but still like being pretty cool. Okay, yeah. Gente frias. (laughs) Kalte Leute. What's that mean? (laughs) Cold people. Ah, okay. (laughs) Um, So you and I were actually the first set of two to go in together. I I would say we were probably like 10th. People were eager and we weren't trying to jump ahead of everyone's going to get in there. Yeah. So why not? And one lady saw that I was kind of busy taking photos with my iPhone and she said, oh, can you please photograph me and get some video of me doing this? So did that and then I airdropped it to her and she was just so thankful. And some other guy was like, oh, you're the best. That'd be great if you could do that for me. <laughs> oh, no, you became the village photographer. <laughs> yeah, just for a few people. <laughs> but I was happy to do it. Snapping away. It's like when you hold the door open for one person. But yeah, we, stuck there all day. We kind of formed two clumps on either side of this pool. And, you know, some people would be checking their phones. Other people would be kind of psyching themselves up because they knew they were next in the queue. So there was this thing that everyone was taught to do afterward. Yes, and, the horse dance. Yes, horse dance. That's right. Horse. <laughs> and uh, dot horse. There was a woman, I don't think we mentioned her yet, but she was kind of an assistant for the class and she didn't have too much to do in the ways of like tasks. But I, I felt like she might be his romantic partner. Maybe. Oh, interesting. Okay. Anyways, uh, yeah, she would kind of grab whoever had just come out and start doing this dance with them. So you kind of get your feet a little wider than shoulder width apart Mm -hmm. and so you can kind of crouch down i think of it as kind of like a baseball stance like if you're short stop you know Mm -hmm. kind of a stance where you're ready to run any which way and your feet ever so slightly turned outward Mm -hmm. and then with your hands you're kind of moving we're both doing it yeah as you're shifting right and left i'm trying to stay near the microphone as i do this but as you kind of pivot on your feet from left to right you're sort of cradling an invisible energy ball between your hands mm-hmm. picture one of those animes where you know they're like i'm building a you know a energy ball that i'm gonna fire at my enemy uh, right yeah uh it definitely reminds me 
of the movements you see when you see someone doing Tai Chi in the park. Yeah, totally. Sort of consistent, slow, but very deliberate movement. And and everybody has their own kind of uh, spin on this. Carrie has this one where she's kind of like pushing something to the left and then to the right. And then I'm very exaggerated with my energy ball that Ah, I'm forming between my hands as they take turns being on top and bottom. And yeah, everybody has a slightly different one. And I, th- the woman who was leading it, she had, I think, the most exaggerated one. She was really crouched low and she's going really far to the right and really far to the left. And there's a oh, ton wow. of energy crackling between her hands. Goodness. Yeah. That horse is high. So we were been using the cribbing. I don't know. But were we really told that it would help us warm up or? Yeah. Uh Okay. Because it felt like the emphasis was more on uh, sort of the energetic side of thing. Like this is just a really healthy way after you've gotten this trial by ice. They definitely said it would warm up our intercostals. Oh, good. I mean, I was more focused on the intercockles. (laughs) Of my heart. What are the intercostals? Okay, well, let's look. (laughs) I bet the internet knows. But I think it's like the muscles that line your ribs. I'm glad you were paying attention to that. Yeah, mainly involved in the mechanical aspect of breathing. All right. There you go. I guess that's probably what freezes up and makes your breath shallow, and so you're warming them back up. So, yeah, other people were doing it. They were surviving. And like you say, some of them, you know, looked nice and zen-like, but others... You could tell they were just really focusing. They had their eyes closed. Mm -hmm. This is taking effort. And each time it would be about two minutes. Yeah, he said it was going to be 90 seconds, but it really was about two minutes each time. That's right. I don't know what internal counting mechanism he was using, but he was pretty accurate with that, judging by videos that we took. So then it was our turn to get in. So he kind of told us, put our backs but we ended up just kind of facing each other. He's going to have us kind of offset from each other. So like my legs were going to the side of you and your legs oh, were going to the side okay. of me. But we ended up just kind of facing each other. And sitting cross-legged. Or I was sitting cross-legged. Yeah, I think I was as well. So yeah, we both got our feet in there. And then he told us, go in. Just go in. Plop in. Do it. We plopped in. And, and oh my God, and, it's so cold. And uh, here, listen to it. Ugh. So listen, it might be easier if you go one this way, one that way. It's, okay. it's like it's not exactly a circle. So you're back there, you're back here. Okay. Yeah, sure. Okay. All right. All right. As we go down, okay. Breathe out as we go out. Okay. Oh my God, now, whatever you have to do for 30 or 40 seconds. Fuck! <laughs> no, no, no. Ah! Focus on those. We got it. Yeah, you got this. And listen, as we focus on these exhales, we are also focusing on relieving the tension from the shoulders. Very nice. Right here, back up just a little bit. Do you feel this? Do you feel that sun on your shoulders? Yeah. Focus on that. I hate this. Let that generate more heat. Okay. And focus on the exhale. Heat of my hate. Hate like a thousand suns. Focus on those exhales. Yes, there you go. Excellent, excellent, excellent. Stay there. All the way out. Release the shoulders as you exhale. Keep the full exhalation going. Very nice. 
focus back on those exhales. Very nice. While you're in here, grab each other's hands. Hold hands. You feel that heat that's generated between your hands? That's nice, right? Yeah. We have way more heat with that. Come back to those exhales. We drop the shoulders. Yeah. There it is, right there. Right there. Yes. So yeah, Carrie, uh, one of the first things she yelled was, oh, fuck, fuck. <laughs> you said, do whatever you have to do for the first 30 seconds. Okay. That's what I felt I needed to do. Yeah. Oh my God. It was like overwhelmingly cold yeah yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah carrie yeah shouted her mouth was wide open we've got a good picture here um as soon as we did that i thought okay i am so now focused on carrie's experience <laughs> that like this is an nbd for me <laughs> oh so it is kind of like birth yeah, I guess so. Yeah, it's like, oh, okay, Carrie's freaking out, but I, you know. I'll watch the show. This isn't too bad. So, yeah, I was perfect. Oh, my so, God. Like, <laughs> you know, how can we help Carrie get through this? <laughs> oh, my God. It was so freezing cold. But it was kind of fun because then people were, like, laughing. So I was uh-huh. screaming, fuck. And so you do feel, like, this camaraderie in the air, you know, as everybody's doing it. Yeah, now it's in a little bit of a performance going on as well. Carrie's the most entertaining person <laughs> to have been in the pool yet. And so Michael is focusing a little more on me, I guess, for some reason. <laughs> he he cr- thought... Yeah, he crouches down be- between us. And he looks at me every now and then. But he's like, okay, let's, like, You're fine. let's help this lady. <laughs> Um, and so he said, well, why don't you guys hold hands? Oh, yeah. And so we did. That was nice. That was comforting. He, he did another nice thing. Someone was standing right behind you and he said, oh, can you move just a little bit to the side yeah. to get their shadow off of your back? Aww. And then he encouraged you just to like. This was so helpful. Yeah. yeah. He said, can you feel the sun on your back? And I was like, oh, yeah. He's like, think about how warm the sun is. And that worked so well. Hey, okay. I mean, I was probably also acclimating to the water. But still, like, I, I was suddenly like, oh, that is really warm. Okay, think about that part of me. Okay, okay. And that's when I got my breath under control. And definitely the slow breathing helped. That was kind of the one thing I focused on. Was, okay, just keep the breath slow. Yeah, you're trying to get there. And yeah, he had us hold hands. And you said, oh, that's that's really helpful. Uh-huh. And and I thought, oh, okay, well, we're kind of moving our arms away from our oh, bodies sure. that, that kind of our opened core. that opened up some fresh coldness. But, sure. uh, you know, then we, you get the comfort of your friend. Then we normalize again. And yeah, everything Ross was. Ross won't let me die. Hey, okay, that's right. I don't want you to die. Yeah. So we did it for a full two minutes. Yeah. And I felt like I could have kept going. You know, I remember at the end of it feeling like maybe I could have done another half a minute. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I could have prolonged it, but I was fine with it being done. It's so funny because, you know, with Wim, they talk about how well he perfectly balances this out with his skin and he's got his temperature regulated. But then you wonder, well, why does he stop after, you know, two hours or close to two hours when he's doing his world records like oh right at some point he decides all right i better get out of here right it's because he's hungry he needs a burrito or because like <laughs> he himself also does have a certain time limit yeah. for how long he can stay in that yeah, ice. yeah yeah does he say you can do it forever he doesn't uh-huh 
he says everybody can do what I do. Right. Essentially. But he himself, you know, he does stop after a certain time. So right. presumably there's a reason. He's yeah. getting cold. Yeah. Anyway. Cold is cold. But yeah, you know, two minutes was, wasn't too bad. Though it's funny, you can see on me and everybody, like, as they get out, especially the guys who are shirtless, there's this red line, like, oh, yeah. from the, you know, the mid chest down. Yeah. The skin is just bright red. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you can see that line, like a farmer's tan. Uh huh. In reverse. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. Um, just because your body's been trying to rush blood to the surface, maybe to help. I don't know what what's going on, but you're red. Yeah, definitely. Then we get out. We do our horse dance and move energy about. And then we continue watching others. And I did feel like I had broken the ice on people vocalizing because after that, people oh, yeah. started okay. talking and letting out shrieks and stuff. I nice. was like, you're welcome. <laughs> yeah, so then there were definitely more couples afterward or you know, people would get in together. So we had some of that. And with each one, Michael would get there. I don't know if I've mentioned yet that he has a top knot. I feel like that's an important no, thing. Okay. Yeah. To, or a, a man bun. Mm-hmm. Uh, I need to communicate that. But he pulls it off well. If anyone can, <laughs> it's Michael Christophero. Yeah, looks uh, good. <laughs> very handsome man. Mm-hmm. Looks like Jason Manzukis. And then our friend Molly, uh, she was our photographer slash videographer while we were in the pool. She got her turn and uh, got in the pool again two minutes she knocked it out of the park. But when she got out and did her horse dance. She had a good horse dance. Yeah, it turned into it was like. kind of galloping. This, well, it was like a dance. Like she was, you know, kind of quickly undulating back and forth and had the arms pumping. And it would have worked really well like at a rave dance. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah. But it was like energetic. And definitely I'm, I'm sure it would warm up the whole body. But yeah, I just, I love how everybody had their own style. But I think she definitely had her own style. She was galloping with her feet too. Oh, was she? Oh, yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah, a little almost Gungam style or something. Yeah, yeah, kind of. Then after everybody had gone, we stood in a circle. Yeah, we went back inside so we could kind of huddle up together. Put our arms around each other. Yeah, this was all again pre-COVID. All of this would yes. be like horrible <laughs> things to do during COVID-19, all this heavy breathing yeah, yeah. In, a, in an enclosed space together. Uh, yep. But yeah, it was a real nice moment. He brought us together and gave us a lot of inspiration. Yeah, he said this nice thing. He said, so think about what's your ice bath? What other beneficial things do we avoid out of fear? It speaks to me because I think about like exposure a lot, psychological exposure and how important it is to making you stronger. And very much it is the opposite end of firewalking. It's kind of the same idea. You put yourself Mm -hmm. through this kind of physical extreme but then you have this metaphor now that you can apply to your life. Oh, you know, huh. Hey, I walked over the coals. I can do anything. Oh, right, right, you right. Know? I sat in a ice bath. That's right. I can do many things. <laughs> so we're all standing there in a circle with our arms around one another. And that woman who I wrote down here was his wife. So maybe I knew that. Oh, or maybe okay. I just married them in the middle of my notes. But Mazel tov. <laughs> She said they had a discount code for anyone who would like it. And they're also doing this with school teachers. And they're starting to involve plant medicine. That's right. I forgot about that. Yeah. Oh, boy. This could get interesting. Which is code for ayahuasca, Mm -hmm. usually. I'm trying to imagine how that... It doesn't seem safe if we're talking about getting in water. Oh, God. I wouldn't want to be anywhere near water on ayahuasca. That's that's an accident waiting to happen. If you want to hear our ayahuasca adventure, go check out our Rhythmia series. Do it. Yeah. There's a lot. It's our longest series. Oh, boy. Then he said 
something so wonderful, I had to write it down verbatim. Okay. He said, we all have a bucket of shit inside us, but we rarely go through it and sift and see what's there. And at the bottom of that barrel is love. (laughs) So I'm just picturing like a heart beating at the bottom of a barrel and then just shit all all around on top. Just what a a mixed metaphor for the ages, really. That's a really potent metaphor. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Barrel of shit. All right. We all have a bucket of shit. Oh, it's a bucket. bucket. Oh, okay. All right. Well, that's a little more manageable. (laughs) At least it's not a birthing pool full of shit. (laughs) Touche. We all have a bucket of shit inside us, but we rarely go through it and sift and see what's there. And at the bottom of that bucket is love. You might call that bucket our amigo. Amigo, indeed. (laughs) Call back, Rinia. And carries Spanish lessons. Ah, see. So after that, how are you feeling? Uh, Pretty good. I walked away from that fairly energized. I had a good time there. And as we started doing this podcast series, I picked up the old Wim Hof app. Oh, the Wim Hof app. That they had encouraged us to get. So maybe our next time, talk a bit about my adventures in Wim Hofery. Cool. Continued on from this workshop. And also the scientific studies that have been done on Wim Hof and his method. So there's more. Fear not. But wait, I wanted to tell you how I felt afterward. How did you feel afterward? So I felt pretty good for the first two hours. You were, ha- you were having a shitty day. Yeah, I had come in having a pretty bad headache. Uh, and that did pass. And for the first two hours, I was like, okay, hey, I have to give this some credit. My headache went away. Oh, yeah. Then two hours later, it returned. Oh, so short-lived benefit, if it was a benefit. Then the next day, I was tracking this, and I wrote down, uh, better today, but I had also taken a two-mile walk, and that's that often helps. Oh, right. But that I had been extremely sleepy the day of the ice bath. Oh. that Like that afterward. night. Afterward. Okay. Mm-hmm. Which seems counterintuitive. Uh, or maybe yeah, just your uh, body's been through a lot and- Yeah, maybe calms down. Whoa there, Carrie. Let me just yeah. chill out. Yeah, you spent all your adrenaline. Yeah, I feel like I returned pretty quickly just to my baseline. Yeah, I mean, me too, in a sense. So the next day, I had a very bad headache. No. <laughs> and I wrote down, if you're going to give credit to Wim Hof for the good stuff, you got to give it to the bad stuff too, so- I'm going to credit Wim Hof with uh, making the pain go away. I kind of have to say it gave me the pain back. Okay. You, you know? got to give it credit for that. Yeah. Or uh, debit. <laughs> Wonderful. Thank you. Apple Pay. <laughs> and speaking of my friend Lindsay, she said the best thing I've heard about Wim Hof. Okay. I was describing it to Other her. than calling him the uh, hombre frio. <laughs> yeah. Uh, she's, a, you know, she's a meme generator. I was describing to her the Wim Hof method. And I said, like, well, you do this breathing and then you get in an ice bath. At first, it's really cold, but then it starts to feel better. And she said, okay, is there something that comes next or... <laughs> <laughs> See, that's helpful every now and then when we're doing this podcast for someone just to (laughs) say something like that, like, and is there any real benefit? Right. Why are you doing this? And then you just stop. You're like, oh, (laughs) oh, there's no reason. No, no. Kind of like that Seinfeld routine where he's talking about how we go to the gym just so we can be good at going to the gym. Oh, sure. Because like, where are you actually using these things in real life? Well, I guess that's kind of the whole point of this, that you're getting out of your sedentary lifestyle to put yourself yeah. in these extreme situations, but then you have to ask, when am I going to need this? Makes more sense with the gym, really. But 
I think it is sometimes useful to give yourself sort of arbitrary goals to meet just to give yourself that exercise, that practice of like overcoming obstacle. Yeah. And and here the claim is that dealing with the extreme will make you more adept when you return to normal life. Actually, that's funny. It's kind of like a summation of the hero's journey. You, know? mm. you go out and you have all these new experiences and you meet new people and the mentor and you you fight these new foes. And then, of course, at the end of it, now that you have greater powers and knowledge and ability, you go back home to the Shire mm. or wherever it is you came from, to Tatooine. And now you have this... Uh, uh, you're a different person. You're a different person. That's right. And everything is different than it was. Now you are the wise adventurer. And that is me. There's also a bunch of like uh, medical claims. So we'll talk about those in the next episode. Yeah, lots more to talk about. So we'll see you again. But that's it for this episode. But before we go, we just want to thank all our members for supporting the show. We're really grateful yes. to everybody who's chosen to contribute financially. I'm breathing and- in gratitude. And now and I'm sharing back. it. <laughs> <laughs> you make it possible for us to make this show and to do it in a way that's authentic and makes us not beholden to any particular corporate overlords, <laughs> just uh, to the people who love our work. So thank you. And if you haven't had a chance to become a member yet, now's the time to do it. You can go to MaximumFun.org slash join. And thank you. You're welcome. Well, that's it for this episode. Our theme music is by Brian Keith Dalton. This episode was edited by Victor Figueroa. Our administrative manager is Ian Kramer. You can support this and all our investigations and our entire show by going to MaximumFun.org forward slash join. And now that I've mentioned Ian Kramer, that reminds me... If you are subscribed by Podbean, you should resubscribe to our new feed there. We had to update it because it wasn't uh, giving out new episodes. So sorry about that, all you Podbean listeners. I don't know how you're hearing me say this right now. Yeah. I'm confused. I don't know. But just know that that's the case. And remember... <laughs> now, whatever you have to do for 30 or 40 seconds. Fuck! <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Maximumfun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned, audience supported.